Recorded live in Balcata, Western Australia, the hoon capital of the world, this is Talking Power. Gap is what happens uh, when you hold to the floor and crush the man next to you. There's space in between your back bumper and your front bumper. We, uh, in the South, we refer to it as the Gap Band. Well, I think, you know, Formula One is for grown-ups. Welcome to the Talking Power Podcast, episode 25, and I am with my co-host, Simon Gonzo-Travellini. I am Nick. Mate, I am, uh, I'm partially recuperated. Mm-hmm. It was a massive two weeks for me. It was. I had transmissions and torque converters coming out of my ass because we had race wars this weekend, mm-hmm. Western Nationals, Yep. probably two of the most important motorsport events in Western Australia, Yeah. Uh, short of Barbagallos, the... What are they calling it now? Supercars. Supercars. Yeah, the V8. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, um, the 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 current cars that are out there, any of them running the Turbo V6? Nope. No. Not one. No. no. So we had a bit of a role reversal this weekend, Nick. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, you went to the drags. I went to the drags, yeah, yeah and you, you um, watched the V8 supercars. Yeah, I watched the V8 supercars. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I was, I you know, being that it's on Channel 10, mm. I uh, caught the... AFLW, oh, yeah. which was interesting because I never thought about it, but if they had a call that the women's AFL, it'd be the WAFL. But anyway, <laughs> it's a whole other thing. You can see the Eastern Staters don't like us. No. But anyway, um, anyway, so so the thing is, when the AFLW first came out, there was a lot of fanfare, a lot of hype. Yeah, you know, big coverage, big crowds. Right, so this was a. I thought it would have been a pretty big game because it was Collingwood, yep. and the Western Bulldogs. Western Bulldogs, yeah, right. And I kid you not, I've seen more people than that at a uh, under fives football match. But anyway, nonetheless, it was shit to watch. Yeah, it's as simple as that. At first, I thought you know this is a good thing. So I'm thinking then rather than this turn into a disaster like uh, AFL-X or XAFL, mm-hmm. let's let's sit down and do this properly, right? And, and, you know, I don't want to be one of those guys that's always bagging, bagging, you know, things. I want to be someone that offers, you know, some advice. Give them a solution, you know? How about mixed AFL? <laughs> Oh, I'm all for it. Well, how, how, many players, be, how many players have they got in a team now? Oh, 22. 22. So yep. 11, 11, 11. Yep. yep. Right? 11 women, 11, you know. But yeah, listen, the reality is this. Like, we're talking about, you know, this uh, gender neutrality. Yep. The most, out of all the sports out there, I don't mm. care what anyone says, the most gender uh, neutral, not non-gender biased sports uh, our motorsports, 100, yeah. because we yep. throw the women in there with the guys. We That's don't discriminate, right. Mm-hmm. right? Number one. Number two, number two, drag racing. Look at all the female champions that yeah. we've had. Bunny yep. Burkett, 
mm-hmm. right? Rochelle Splat. Yep. Right? Shirley Maldoni. Mm-hmm. You know, look at the current players now. Yeah. Alexa DeJoria. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Force girls. Yep. You know what I mean? So... Well, Brittany Force is the reigning champion. Top well, fuel. There you go. You number see what one, I mean? Number one tier of drag racing in the world, top fuel, Brittany Force is a champion. Now, now you don't see the NHRA going, oh, you know what? We need an NHRAW. <laughs> Do you? That's right. You know what I mean? And I think that we should cut this bullshit across all sports. Mm. Swimming, running, cricket. Yeah. Right? Throw them all in there. Throw them all in there. With you, actually. Mix that, netball. Um, yep. Mix netball is a big thing. Yeah, that's right. Yep. You know, mix yep. volleyball. Mm. Yep. You know? We so, should, uh, I mean, even just, we'll get onto it in a minute, but the Western Nationals as well, you know? We had a few females dominating their particular brackets down there as well, so. We did. <laughs> No, I know we did. I know we did. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Anyway, you, you covered... I stayed at home and watched that. You covered the Western Nats. Tell me what happened to the Western Nats. Look, the Western Nationals, I think... Let, let's be honest. And, and, and I, I just want to say... Sorry to interrupt yeah. you there. I just want to say... Uh, Saturday, I was I was sitting at home waiting for the phone calls. Yeah. You know, like, I need my gearbox fixed tonight. Um, I only had one, and it turned out to be a very minor repair. It was oh, tiny. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was like it was all over. We spent more time drinking bourbon after I finished fixing the box <laughs> than I actually spent on the box. Uh, but uh, you know, so I had a rough idea was what was happening. I was mm. blown away. Two cars in particular that blew me away because these guys were you know calling me during the course of the day, and that was Chris Went and John mm. Ferguson. Um, Chris Went. There was a new combo for this. Uh, meeting mm. only ran it on Wednesday, right? To go well, like six sixty, I think he went on the Sunday. Yeah, uh, that's a huge effort to those guys. PB, yeah, yeah. There you go. And John Ferguson mm. literally got that car going. I spent a day and a night flat out uh, trying to repair the trans, or repairing the transmission on it, and um, they literally got that going Wednesday morning. Went out, did a couple of shakedown laps, and. Uh, Mate, he went. He went all the way to the finals. Went to the final. Went all went the way to the, the final. final, and that was really the first meeting for that. I know he's had it out before. Yeah, but they've put a new rear end in it. As I said, I went through the the transmission for him, got that all sorted out, and uh, you know, phenomenal effort. Uh, they to me, those two cars and those two teams, and it was unfortunate they met in the semi final mm, because yeah. had they have qualified a little bit differently. They probably would have ended up in the final. Mm, yeah, so fantastic yeah. effort to those guys. But anyway, mm. tell me, tell me what happened because on on Sunday mm. I tried to watch it and live streaming. I should have called it dead streaming. So <laughs> I don't know who's in charge of that. Uh, well, the people at Ovo would be, but I, I thought uh, Ovo yeah. Ovo was no go. <laughs> right, that's as simple as that. There was no Ovo. Oh, look, the, the streaming on the Saturday night, I watched, took the streaming in Saturday night. It wasn't too bad. A couple of hiccups along the way. I had to reboot it a couple of times. But on the Sunday, obviously, I went there, so I didn't didn't need to stream. No, it, mate, course, I couldn't stream yeah, anything. Yeah. It was okay. like the, the sort of stream that you would get if you had a prostate problem. Okay. <laughs> that good, eh? <laughs> look, I think it goes... Let, let's call a spade a spade. The, the standout performance in, in our Pro Slammer was obviously Paul Moyette. Um it really was a flawless run through the whole week. Top qualified and went on to win the meet. Um, what else can we say about him? Um, in the final, we got the final that we wanted. Let's put it that way. Come up against John Zapier in the final in Pro Slammer. 
Zap, I think, in my personal opinion, looked like he had a 50 tune-up in it or going for a 50, as we'd expect Zap to do because they were running the string of 60s, the Moitz team. And I think he had a 50 in it, hit the hit the bar, and, and that was really the end of it. The, the, the front come up and... He did that, I think, as well in the semi, but was lucky enough to get away with it, or it might have even been during qualifying. His second qualifier might have hit the bar as well. So I, I honestly think that Zap really took it up to him, but that car was just... Yeah, they had Billy Stockland working on it from the US. I heard they had Tot Tunnelo as well. Didn't doing the see rear him end. there, but I'd, I wouldn't surprise me because I didn't actually... Billy spent a lot of time in the, in the, tran, in the transport or in the office there, so I didn't see much out... The, the rumour is, Nick, the rumour is that um, they have spent somewhere between 4 and $5 million mm. to, you know, up to this point on that deal. The uh, guy that came and saw me today said that they had spent $750,000 US on engines. Mm. Um, that is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's great that they're spending it in our sport, um, but what it's done is it's it's uh, turned it into a checkbook class, which mm. is one of the things that was fantastic about Door Slammer as opposed to, you know, Pro Stock, for example, was that, it, you know, there was... I mean, Zap's car was just ingenuity. It's Australian-built car. It's Australian body. Yeah. Um, you know, he's developed it, everything on it, from the injector had to the... The the uh, I mean right down to the the rockers on the engine he's pretty much hand built mm. um, you know this is a different way of doing it and Brian from Outlaw Performance and I were having a bit of a discussion about it I, I don't I have never looked at their car to see what they're running the rumor is they run a converter drive that's got a lock up clutch in it and it's a five speed Liberty style transmission mm. so what they've effectively done is narrowed right up. Yeah. Um, the amount of the, the RPM curve that they're using. Now, I believe, I don't get any of the updates from the door slammer guys anymore since my Group 1 licence hmm. uh, lapsed and I stopped racing door slammer, but I believe that they've got a self-imposed RPM limit of 10,500 now. Yeah, okay. So they're probably using the engine from 9,800 to, you know, 10,400, around that sort of area mm. probably running a lot of compression somewhere between 12.3 12.7 to 1 mm. you know the camshaft timing will be right on they'll be looking at weather conditions and you know possibly even changing head gaskets and stuff kind of like what they do in top alcohol yeah in in the u.s hence why they've run quicker than we have with you know a lot less overdrive we're, we're allowed 125 here they only run like 90 Two, I think something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would imagine that they're using that kind of, uh, you know, just narrow it right up and use that very peak of the mm. power curve. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, do the rule makers get involved now and say, hey, li listen, this five-speed deal? Because apparently one of those transmissions is fifty-five thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. Okay. This is what I've heard. Um, or do we just go, well, you know what? It's a million-dollar class anyway. Just. Mm. Is it going to mean that less people are going to compete? Is that what's going to happen over time? If you look at the figures, just dwell on this, and I ask our listeners to dwell on this as well. The bump was a 586. Yep. But oh, next, which, which I'd like to say, Ryan. Ryan, yeah, that was well, Mate, what a massive effort. Yeah, yeah it's really hey, Those good. guys have come so far this season. It's incredible. They deserve a big pat on the back. 
you know, because mm. they're, they're not checkbook races. Everything they've done on that car, they've done themselves on a very, very limited budget. Mm. Uh, I believe that engine's a Brad Six style engine. So yep. it's, you know, it's really nothing to write home about. Mm. But yeah, so he's on the bump at 586. But the next step down was a reasonably significant step. We're talking, I think there was a 590 in there. Then it was a whole lot of six O's. So we're talking, a, you know, a tenth and a bit out of the top eight. So one would suggest that those cars... Marty, in, in saying that, Marty Dak, one of the unlucky guys not to qualify, rattled off a 580 on the Sunday night in the what you would call the exhibition or the, the a grudge race later yep. on. Yep. So he's probably he was probably there, but I think the step down or the pressure during qualifying is starting... These guys are really having to push their stuff to get into the field, and I don't know if the lower tier are up for that we we had this when, when i was racing uh every round that i went to there was 22 cars mm. um trying to qualify for eight yeah eight spots we normally used to you know get in around 10th mm. um so you know miss out by a couple of spots um now i i saw the bump go into the 90s but never into the 80s but we had the same thing you went from a 90 and then you might have had a couple of guys in the six o's and then it was six one hmm. you know down to 650 sort of thing yeah so i mean it, it just it means that you've got a lot of cars out there that probably aren't capable of ever qualifying hmm. and and i guess what ends up happening is people go now park it up quit <laughs> all right so that was now top bike was the one i'm not really into bikes as you know but we were so tantalizing close to a five second pass in top bike was this uh chris matheson chris matheson yep. buttoned off uh really early i reckon a thousand foot maybe even earlier and we're in a six one jay upton i'm telling you now it was well before a thousand foot buttoned off in a in a grudge race later on in the evening and we're in a six two yeah and he was out of it I mean, really early. Yeah, he look. He said at the last meeting what I heard from from customers that were down there that he's found it and he knows what he's got to do. Mm. And um, you know, I mean, Chris's deal. I don't know. You know, I know you don't follow the bikes, mm. but it is basically a turnkey Larry McBride, Spider Man yeah. McBride. You know, five second combo. So he could run a five mm. whenever he chooses to. I guess. Um, whereas Jay's Jay, this is once again, this is kind of like the the Moitz versus the um, Zapier Zapier, deal. Yeah. Jay's deal is all hand built, one of, and it's all Jay's deal. Mm. Whereas yeah. Chris just bought a Larry McBride, you know, combo. Obviously, you need to tune it, mm. but um, I don't know if Chris has got someone uh, tuning it. Obviously, the Moitz guys have got half of the US Pro Mod. Crew chief and drivers over here. It was nice to see those guys here, by the way. I'm going to throw something out there. Just, I want your thoughts on this one. Have a think about this. Did the live streaming affect the crowd? Because we did. They didn't lock out the live streaming locally in Perth, which is they do have the technology to do that. If you have a VPN, you can bypass that. But anyway, I won't get into that. But what I've what I've heard, Nick, um, from races in particular, races that are passionate about the sport, races that love the sport. Oh, look, Gons, you know, you had the Ed Sheeran concert, you know, you had race wars. Uh, it was a long weekend. A lot of people went away. You know, you know all, all I've got to say to all those people is 
I was there. We have video evidence of this, right? The night Kapiris went 6-0, first 6-0. Yeah, 2001, I think it is. Right? Mm. You couldn't even stand in that joint. Mm. There was that many people. That's right. right? Yeah. The last time we had, and I know this is going to piss a lot of people off, but I'm going to say it. It's just gonna. I'm gonna call it how it is. The last time we had a big crowd there, outside of the the gorilla shows, the Zuax, right? Outside of the Zuax, the last time we had a big crowd is when Mal Bully was the head of Andra, and they used the Andra uh, truck to go around to shopping centres around Perth and promote the event. And that was a bumper crowd. And I don't think there's a... anything wrong with what you said. I agree with that entirely. Oh, mate, I've listened to so much bullshit from people, you know, putting him down. Now, these guys have told all the races, oh, we got seven, mate. You know, we got this, we got that. Big deal. About 10 people went to the Collingwood Western Bulldogs AFLW game and they had prime time seven, mate. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's a good job, fellas. You got seven, mate. You got a sponsor yet mm. so that the tracks don't have to pay sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 to you guys for nothing. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it needs, we really need, if the sport is going to survive, we really need to have to think about this now. Uh, with what's happened with the CEO being, his position being uh, dissolved at Andra, well, who's running it now? Mm. It's sad that I'm saying this because I'm pro-Andra, right? Because the races own Andra. Mm. But the reality is that if you haven't got a leader, how can you have leadership? Yeah, you need right. to have someone that's steering the boat. And the last bloke that gave it a good nudge was Bully. Yeah. And, he, and I reckon he did a fantastic job. And... You know, I've heard all the rubbish and discrediting him, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I just think it's sad because I saw, you know, I went to the country tracks. I saw what was going on yeah. behind the scenes. And he, what he did was, you know, fantastic. And the people that just saw what was going on at the motorplex and what they were, were shown, the bits of paper they were shown, the arguments that they were told about, right, well, they've got a skewed perspective on what yeah. actually happened, you know. So I don't know what's going to happen. The I think that the writing's on the wall. You got the leaded fuel mm. deal coming into play. That's a big one, yep. right? And and I don't think it's as I think it's you know interesting and and it'll be one of these watch these space deals. But before you could buy all of that, see this and see that and you know oxygenated and bloody blah blah blah, two million dollars a litre fuel. Well, guess what? The boys were all running methanol. You know, George Bailey, all those guys that had mechanically injected methanol. Stampalia, mm. you know, the guys that were fast in Superstock, they all ran methanol. So maybe it's Andrew's time to stand up and go, hey, what, you know what we're going to do? We're going to allow these fuels and that's it. And you guys deal with it. Mm. You know what I mean? Because it's not going to affect the Slammer. It's not going to affect top alcohol. It's going to affect pro stock. It's going to have a massive effect on pro stock. Maybe pro stock needs to have a look at their position their rules it's going to affect some super stock cars you know obviously the turbo methanol burners aren't going to be affected mm. the na guys yeah it's going to have an effect but you know what it'll do it'll make us start to build our own stuff again develop yeah. our own stuff yeah. you know because we won't be able to just checkbook race mm. so i don't know it'd be interesting to see if if we we got to do something with the sport we need to do something um, it's very big in Adelaide, mm. and, and the amount of people from South Australia and from Darwin that were at the Motorplex uh, spectating and uh, also racing, yeah. you know, um, it just 
you know, you look at that and there's two ways of looking at it. One way is, wow, that was great that all these people came in from other states, right? Fantastic. Um, the other way to look at it is, well, how bad would the numbers have been if they hadn't have come? That's the way I've been looking at it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I agree with you. There was a lot of Eastern States races, and without those guys, it would have been a pretty ordinary Western Nationals. Anyway, moving along, competition eliminator. You've had a lot to do with these guys, Liz and Rick Johns and Ralph Lewis. Yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. You crewed with them some time ago when they were racing their Mustang. Yep. They had Ralph's motor in, obviously, Rick's and Liz's um, altered, so they, they had the win in comp competition eliminator. Yeah, well-deserved win, too. Those guys are, you know, they're, they're, they're budget racers at the uh, end of the day, and they really race with their heart and soul. Yeah, good people, Rick, yeah. Rick, and, Rick and Liz. And uh, Ralph. And who, who were they well. in the final with? Uh, Shane Moresby. It was a, oh, yeah? Yeah, it was a bit of a fizz of the final one. Unfortunately, Shane was could only stage the car and, and that was it so i'm not quite sure what happened to his car but he wasn't wasn't able to get it down the track still huge for for those that team you yeah. know like both those cars been a mm. lot of finals this this season yeah yeah super stock i'm gonna say it i spoke with a friend of ours who's a super stock racer wasn't the racing but I, I was really disappointed with super stock um felt that the protection of indexes was at an all-time high and i felt there was only a couple of guys really having a crack and that was these two that made it to the final um jimmy anides and uh jamie chasey jim went on to win against jamie but the protection of indexing yeah well was see, at an all -time high. see jim jim doesn't really see this is a very contentious point right because jim normally doesn't run c he mm. runs b mm. right now for him to run c he has to run more than the Andra limit in ballast because yep. the Andra limit is 200 pounds. So I'm led to believe that he has doors with electric windows and so on and so forth. And and this is kind of, you know, it, it's it makes it... It gives Jim the ability to go and destroy the class, mm. right? And um, not have a long-term effect on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because... He doesn't normally run it, so if he destroys the the uh, the index, um, it's it, when he drops back into B, right? And takes puts his other doors or whatever mm -hmm. it is, how, however he makes the uh, you know the um, the weight up, um, he's he's he walks away scot free because he's back to a, a, mm. a relatively soft index. Now it's interesting because I feel that that's not really in the spirit. It's of, not, you know. But hey, listen, credit where credit's due. At the end of the day, it it it's legal for the class in, mm. in it it's you know, weighs ten point three five pounds per cubic inch, it runs a flat tapper, it runs the iron heads, and the thing's gotta be making some ridiculous horsepower for basically a three oh eight. That's all it is. A flat yeah. tapper cam three oh eight. I think it was three ten cubes his combo. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's probably yeah. thirty thou over or something, mm. three oh eight. Bit of controversy there, I'm sure I'm gonna cop it. I'm sure that we're gonna. There's let, gonna be a post. The letters will be flying. In this week. <laughs> they, they will. They will. Be flying in. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sidetracked now. Supercharged outlaws. Listen to this, David Smith. I've never heard of David Smith before. Rookie. It's his first meet. He's licensed. I think at the previous meet. Funny car. Has a win against John Ferguson. Goes yeah, all well, the way in the final. 
two two uh you know relatively new i mean it's john's raced mm. uh, with the funny car a, a while back but yeah a uh, top effort top mm. effort yeah i mean and chris as well like i said huge huge effort yeah top sportsman went to um chris theo win against albie bakrenich as well uh, in top sportsman that was a that was not a bad class i, I enjoyed the top sportsman I think that's was it, you know what i didn't get like any not being there i didn't see it but a lot of cars from qualifying disappeared before Sunday. Was mm. there breakages or? I'm not that I'm aware of. No, but I. I... Well, there was about four or five mm. cars out of top sportsmen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because there, there was a lot of buys. Mm. Oh, yeah. The interesting thing too, the, you know, with uh, uh, I think I, I touched on it before with um, uh, supercharged outlaws, is that uh, Dave got a, a solo into the final, mm. and uh, Chris went and John met each other in the semi-final yeah, yeah. so had had qualifying panned out the other way we could have seen mm. maybe chris and john in the final nonetheless great yeah. great great result great result yeah. and and excellent numbers throughout all the rounds mm. <clears throat> modified we had matt snoozy now forgive me for saying his surname wrong i'm sure i have matt from engine room.cjb.net from years ago he was part of the cackling pipes team i don't know if you remember those guys yeah yeah Grant i do Stevens, yeah, yeah. Matt, yeah. yeah so he he made it to he had a win against uh, Mark Grieve in the modified final and super sedan Marty Mirko for the win against George Tipokudis. Sorry if I've said your name wrong, George. So Marty, my arch enemy outside of Oh yes, of course, the Mirko brothers. Yeah, yeah. So it's not my arch enemy. Yeah. He's a nice guy. But yeah, he is. He's a top bloke. He's he is. a great he guy, is. but we work for opposition. <laughs> um, so yeah, he ran. I've got the numbers here. His win was incredible, actually. Probably the best run in Die Your Own. Listen to this. Dialed a nine one seven. Ran a nine one seven with a two. Had a reaction time. Wait for it. Zero point zero one three. Oh wow, that's so a you heck can't of a beat, package. You can't no, beat that. You really that's a can't. near perfect package. Yeah. That's incredible. That so was in Super Sedan. Yeah, it's in Super Sedan. So yeah. it was very difficult to beat. Very difficult to beat. So well done to Marty. Uh, and in Super Street, our friend uh, SCM, the, all the guys at SCM, their daughter-in-law, Matt's wife, Stephanie Galotto, took the win in that street going VNSS. I saw her in the semi run a 10.08 on a 10.08. Yeah, yeah. Really stout. Mate, I, that's, uh, so Steph took it out. Yeah, yeah, won the that's, final. That's in huge, huge. Incredible to see how many Eastern Staters were in the finals mm. that's uh, uh you know huge effort for those guys i mean they came over here this is kind of like how western australia used to go to call the park or yeah. you know we used to go there to try and take their their silverware back yeah uh, so it sounds like uh they had the same uh the mm. same sort of intention yeah yeah <laughs> so anyway look it was a, a great weekend the sunday was was good um yeah it was very enjoyable so the final run mm. right Zap mm. against uh, uh, Moitz, mm -hmm. Paul Mahoyet, right? Um, was it one of those everyone standing on their feet, Peter Kapiris 6-0 type atmosphere runs? No, not really. No. The atmosphere was good, but everyone didn't come to their feet at the end. No, no, not with that. I, look, I, I probably wear my John Zapier heart on my sleeve too much. I was really disappointed, really disappointed for Zap because... <laughs> Look, you know, Nick, there's a lot of people in the crowd that were going for the Boyts there, and and Paul, and I don't want to take anything away from Paul, great guy, 
signed a poster for my son. Really nice guy. But I was really disappointed. I was really, you know, it was... I couldn't hide my... Yeah, I was disappointed. I, I, I guess, you know, he is the underdog. For mm. so many years, for the last 10 seasons, he... Uh, you know, he still he hasn't had the big budgets, etc., as the other teams. But um, he was the one to beat. Mm. You know, he really is the underdog now. And I mean, if it, it, it's going to be pretty hard for him to uh, um, win the championship from here. I don't know if you've done the maths on this or not. But no, I haven't yet. I I, I haven't, and I'm not going to say you know what the outcome needs to be. Uh, for Zap to win Championship 11, but it's George. George always rings at the most inappropriate times. <laughs> it's pretty normal for him. He'll it. be listening as well. George, we're doing a podcast, <laughs> mate. We're on. Anyway, um, so, you know, he has won 10 in a row, man. Mm. Yeah, he has. You know? yeah, and yeah, and yeah. I think, uh, if anything, um, like I said, you know, we're talking about you've got to narrow that that. RPM window up now. Mm. These guys have said this is how you do it. You've got to have that car leave with no attitude like a pro stock car. So, you know, if he comes out of the other side of this and and uh, he's going to go for the next championship, if the sponsors are still there and his heart's still in it, he's going to do the same thing. He's going to narrow it up. He's going to get the car leaving better, leaving flatter. Um, and, you know, he'll set the next benchmark, Nick. It'll be... Uh, a 550 you know what i mean it's it's that close i think it's it's there so you know he's done a huge effort and i mean at the end of the day all right look at the the since the beginning of door slammer to now right uh victor's won six right they weren't on the trot Mm. okay um we've had a lot of the other teams come along and and win you know one here one there etc right what these guys is, are doing is fantastic, but at the end of the day, are they going to be able to sustain this for 10 championships and beat Zap's record? Is anyone going to be able to do 10 in a row? We spoke about this in another podcast, and our viewers know. Well, my viewers Well, know. I mean, we'll have to wait and see. It'll be, it'll be interesting to, to watch. Mm. I mean, you know, that's going to end up costing them $50, $60 million. But... <laughs> The rate they're going, but there'll be a lot of happy engine builders, a lot of happy oh, crew yeah. chiefs. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I might even be able to get a job for a couple of hundred grand sweeping the floor or something in their pit. I actually <laughs> saw Stevie Fast. You might a... be able to get a job doing their media. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool, <laughs> Paul. If you're listening, <laughs> if it was actually interesting, Monday morning Stevie Fast put a post on Facebook. They're ready for getting ready for Gainesville, and he tagged in Billy Stockland and Mark Savage. And I just happened to put a comment below said, "No, your boys are down here in WA. They're having way too much fun. You better get your stuff down here." He <laughs> replied back about a minute later and said, "Boys are having the best time in Australia. I can't wait to get down there one day." And, uh, yeah, the guys have said a lot of good things about Australia. So, there you go. So, maybe there is hope that, you know, we can get Stevie Fast down here as well. Well, he, he'd come down here with a 1471 and whip everyone's <laughs> ass. <laughs> screwball, I don't need a screwball. Heck, throw another 50 pounds in my car. <laughs> he'd do it on radials, Nick. <laughs> come down True. here on a 315 radial. <laughs> 
So it was really nice to actually have the North Americans here. We've said Mark Savage, uh, Billy Stockland, but also Frankie Taylor was here as well, driving yeah, Victor's yeah. cars. Well, that's really. a regular gig now. Mm, made it so, to the semis too, Frankie. Yeah. Still I'm, got I'm, it, Frankie. I'm still trying to work out how they came to, because obviously he normally runs the PDRA, which is C-Rotor, 127 mm. over, very light cars, two-speed. But I think that the Braves must have sat there going through the phone book going, who races a fast Corvette? Oh, this guy, Frank Taylor, yeah. Let's get him. <laughs> he should be able to set our car up. I think that's how it would have gone down. But good to see all those guys running 70. I mean, it's huge how much they have, uh, you know, picked up in ET yeah. uh, in such a short space of time. Mm. Uh, you know, I mean, I made the comment the other day that I don't think it's really progressed that far because if you think about it, we had Capiris running in the 70s and we had Juddy running in the 70s, but mm. I think the Moitz team has really taken it, you know, up, well, up a good solid yeah. notch, yeah. like a big notch. Well, they're running 60s all day, every day. Those yeah, guys, so yeah, anyway. that's right. Incredible. All right, we should move on to the other big show that was on the weekend. That was Race Wars. Now, this is... This is... I was really happy to see the results of Race Wars, let it be said. Did you know, right, this is an interesting point, mm. that they were driving into a 35-kilometre-an-hour headwind? Really? Yep. No, I didn't know that. Yep. No. Yep. So I asked the question today, why didn't they turn the track around? Mm. And apparently, they decided not to because they didn't want the Eastern Staters whinging that they had a tailwind. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm serious. This is this is what I got told today. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that makes Eddie's win all the more incredible. Uh, the 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 speed that he ran. So, you know, on the lead up, you know, obviously we had the the podcast with um, Jamie, Jamie, mm -hmm. right? And there was a lot of talk about the twenty five thousand horsepower billet Lamborghini and this and that and the other. But at the end of the day, right, number one spot. With a speed of, where are we here? First page. First page. <laughs> it goes on for a while. 334.93 kilometres an hour. Mm -hmm. Eddie Tassoni in the rear-wheel drive, Australian-built HSV GDO Monaro. Yeah. Right. An Italian driving a Monaro, <laughs> taking it out. Right? So... I'm not interested in your GDRs and your Lambos and your Audis and your McLarens and all your Euro well, trash. Yeah. <laughs> Interestingly enough, I just want to touch on it. We mentioned on that podcast your friend Simon Yespi. I don't know if that's how you say his name. 314 out of his AU. That was yeah. a pretty stout effort. That yeah, I know, but it's got, a, it's got an LS in yeah, it. Yeah. So, so we're going to skip the four-wheel drive in Japanese and European cars, right? <laughs> so, so let's go through this. Eddie, number one, 334.93, right? Uh, then then we go to uh, Dave Christie, right? 2001 Holden Commodore, 314.96. Simon, 314.07 in his 2008 AU Falcon. Now, now he's got a name for this car. It's called... I can't remember. Famous. Yeah, Famous. Famous. That's right. famous. <laughs> famous, right? Then we got Ken Christie, which is Dave's dad, Dave okay. Christie's dad, uh, 311.38. Move on to uh, Josh Herridge, right? Now, yeah, this is killer, 310.48 
from a Ford 6 mm. in an FG. Yeah. That's yep. just unbelievable. Now, that's out of your... That's out of Monster Talk. Yeah, Monster Talk. Sponsors. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and just... So, you got uh, out of the top... I forget. I, I had a look at this today. So, Dave Christie, Ken Christie, Simon... Uh, they're yeah. all out of the same workshop. Oh, okay. Yeah, Dave... Uh, has got his own setup. He tunes yeah, okay. on the side. Yeah, so they're all yeah, all out of the same workshop. Yep. And um, uh, I believe, I believe there was more. But yeah, for me, uh, definitely Josh's car, mm. uh, three ten from a Ford Six. Yeah. in an FG, that's pretty stout. It is. Yeah. Uh, and and um, and Eddie's obviously three thirty. Mm. Yeah. And and also um, the other one was Roger. That's right. Roger's out of the same workshop, 294 out of that Camaro. Oh, okay. Right? Oh. That Camaro, you know which one that is, the Bumblebee one. Yeah, okay. Right? That's yeah, yeah. that's an all-rounder. It gets dragged. It gets yeah. driven on the street every day. It's his daily drive. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was... Uh, I mean, mate, the race wars and the Western Nationals um, were huge mm. uh, for me because out of the top 10, right, five of them were my customers yeah and the other five were manual mm. <laughs> <laughs> so so and and the western nationals just let me uh let me grab this this list so we got uh uh ralph uh john ferguson albie bakranich uh marty Mirko, and steph galotto i had nearly a customer in every class you did too okay <laughs> So, uh, but look, huge, huge uh, event for WA. Hmm. I'm sad that they both have to be on the same weekend. I'm hmm. hoping that the guys can um, can sort that out in the near future. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I would uh, I would love to be involved in this one, Nick. Hmm. I would yeah. love to, if it doesn't clash with any other events and if my wife lets me go, I would uh, I'd like to put something together. Now, I want to talk about, not the last car, but the second last car. Mm-hmm. The uh, Falcon Unsafety car, right? <laughs> now, I just I just want to check my notes here. I'm pretty sure. Where are we here? They um. Where are we? I haven't seen any. I haven't seen any numbers. Oh, Nick, know, you're not looking it, hard enough. So, know, so the the AU Unsafety car managed 98th out of 99 spots. Uh, with a, a, a massive speed of 166.2 kilometers an hour, spraying the track with the innards of its engine at the same time. Now, I'm not 100% sure, but I think we may have gone faster than that with the Camry we did, yeah. over the quarter. Yeah, we did. You did. <laughs> so does that mean we, we, we've won this one? No, we so... never. We, I don't want to call it. I don't want to say that. But um, poor Falcon literally blew up they were picking up parts off the track i i heard that a, a complete conrod and piston came out the side of the engine yeah I, I, he was literally holding piston in his hands jamie but anyway look they gave it a crack you, you can you can't knock someone for having a go all right so the, the other uh, the other big event as we mentioned um adelaide 500 adelaide 500 yeah, yes yep. yes now i i didn't watch um i didn't watch saturday mm. um I don't know why I didn't watch Saturday. I probably couldn't be bothered, but... but. Well, we were busy working on something, weren't we? Can we say? I was at work. Yes, yeah, yeah, you were with me. That's right. That's why we didn't watch it. There you go. We were working on our project. Um, 
but but what I what I am going to say is, I think that the uh, management of the 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 super cars with this two race mm. deal, it's bullshit. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, why don't they just have qualifying on the one day and then the race on the other day? Because it doesn't make any sense to me to mm. have two races. I mean, what happens if you destroy your car? You can't show up on the next race. You mm. know, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. I suppose you could destroy your car in qualifying too. Yeah. But anyway, I did watch Sunday's race. I watched it in its entirety. Yeah, look, uh, I saw I saw most of Sunday's race before I had to leave to go to the drags. I saw a, a good good portion of it on the Sunday. Look, it's the same old story. I'm not going to say it yet, but it looks like the ZB, not the Fairlane either, but the, the ZB. <laughs> yeah, what? Have you noticed that Holden has has had this thing about using the names of other old Australian cars? <laughs> like, let me take you back to 1979, or actually 1980, when the VC first came out. Uh, and I was in school, like high school or something. Was that in high school? Anyway, whatever it was. And I remember th- how ridiculous. They've named it after a Valiant, mm, you yeah. know? And we were all waiting for the, the VD to come out, <laughs> which never did. It never came out, the VD, right? <laughs> no VD. So, so you know, then was like, oh, they're going to do a VF and a VG? Mm. Well, they didn't then, but they, they did. That was the last one they made, yeah, the, the VF. Yeah, the last one was VF. VF. Yeah, yeah. VF. <laughs> VF. Right? VF. <laughs> v and VF, I know. It's ridiculous. Now they've decided, well, you know, it's time to attack Ford. You know, because I guess they figured, well, no one's making a Valiant anymore, so we can we can use their names. Let's steal Ford's names now. There's no Ford's made in Australia, and no Fairlane's. Fairlane's have been gone for years. But the thing that that struck me about that car, uh, sorry to cut you off there, mm. um, when I saw it first come out, you know, the race starts and there's this this thing all done up in the in the Red Bull colours, and that I'm going, oh, Mazda Six. Yeah. When did they start racing a Mazda Six? I think a lot of the feedback has been that it's a um, similarities to a Mazda Six. Even, oh, I always yeah. thought there was an affiliation between Ford, Ford and Mazda. And Mazda. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see what um, already there's been talked at the Aero is not not quite even on the two cars. The well, the FTX. thing's got a bloody hatchback. Yeah, <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see what the, the um, what they do over at V8 Supercars if they make some amendments to that. Don't know. Watch this space. Oh, Red Bull's winning. They'll leave it. <laughs> yeah, look. <laughs> kind of off the It looks bait. smaller, too. Yeah, yeah. It looks yeah. a hell of a lot smaller. It yeah. looks like a Mazda 6. Yeah. I thought it was a Mazda 6. I, I just... And that's... I'll tell you, that is the first... I knew there was a new Commodore coming out, mm. but that's the first that I saw of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, so... I, I got to watch the Super Utes, mm. right? And once again, we're always getting criticised because we take the piss out of stuff. We don't offer any any positive mm. points or, or, or you know solutions to the problems, right? Um, so I've got something. You know, there's a new CEO, so I'm hoping that that he's open mm. to new ideas, right? So uh, Sean Sean uh, Seema. Anyway, so so uh, what I reckon they need to do with these super utes, right? Is you know, because those vehicles are more akin to being seen on, on a job site mm. than a racetrack. And they look ridiculous going around the track. They make this, like, it really was watching, it was like watching Bullet, mm. right? Like on those polyglazed tyres. They come around the corner and they go, <laughs> <laughs> they 
<laughs> look like they're going to kind of fall over or <laughs> anyway and then and then when you see him go down the straight you're going what is he got that's it that's all he's got <laughs> it was terrible it was absolutely terrible so so what i'm going to suggest is right because these are tradies utes yeah. they're not there's nothing fast about them they should never be associated with going fast at all right what they should do is every lap they should get them to pull into the pits mm. right the drivers should get out mm. and they should do a tradies job oh yeah right yeah. So you could you could have like a series. So, so let's say it's a five lap race. You could have five jobs that they need to do. <laughs> Don't laugh. I'm being serious, right? I would get so so they pull in, right? And and you can do it in whatever order you want. So it could be to you know lay a brick or a brick wall, mm. right? Lay some bricks. You know, mix the mortar up, bang, bang, you know, make sure, and then then they could be judged on how straight the wall is, etc. You could lose points and stuff. It could, uh, you know, you know, maybe change a light bulb, mm. you know, for the sparkies out there, or, or wire a wire a light socket, wire a, wire a switch, <laughs> perhaps, uh, maybe change some washers on the taps mm. for for all the plumbers out there. It it would be like doing a pass in, you know, like one of those Reliance, <laughs> which thankfully three wheeled <laughs> vehicles are not allowed <laughs> in competition. But you know what I mean? One of the most painful. So so Sean, Sean, mate. Have a think about it because I think you could make this work. Because then the tradies, which are the people that buy those vehicles mm. normally, they'll go, "Oh, this is this is cool," you know. Yeah. But in the meantime, when they come to Barbagallos, because I'm assuming the super utes are going to come with them. I didn't look at the calendar if they're coming to the Barbagallos. I know they're they're running the other ones, the trophy. The trucks. stadium trucks are yeah. definitely coming back. Yes. Yeah. Well, look, I'm hoping that they're going to come because mm. I want to see what the quickest lap that a super ute does. Barber Gallows, mm. right? And then what I want to do, right? And I'm, I'm going to need some help from from some of our listeners. I know that there's a few people that are members of the West Australian Sporting Car Club. So if you can, you know, have a chat to the boys there, see whether we can put this together or not. I want to buy another Camry, mm. dead standard, dead standard on road tyres, and take it around Barber Gallows and see if we can run quicker, a quicker lap than the Super Utes. You would. I don't even think that's a challenge. <laughs> I think we need to show people just how ridiculous this class is. I mean, a turbo diesel, right? Tradies Ute racing. Like, we, of all the cars, you could have got Hyundai's. Right. You know, you could have yeah. got anything. So you, you go to the races, you got the Porsche Cup, the, the supercars, and Tradies Utes. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you 100% on that. Maybe anyway. a fishing challenge as well. They can do the drop a line as well, the little pond there with some koi in there. Well, that could be if they have a tie at the end. That mm. could be the tie breaker. Because that's what they do, most of these tradies. They go fishing on the weekend. Fishing, but they're the yeah. four-wheel driver. You wouldn't yeah. take a two-wheel drive nah. Hilux yeah. fishing. You'd bury it. Yeah. You'd bury it. Now nah, this is more, you know... You know <laughs> <laughs> We're nowhere near an airport. Where did that come from? <laughs> Occasionally, we get the one over. Uh, you know, the other thing we could look at doing is possibly getting some roof racks, yeah. right, and uh, offering our Camry to a tradie. Oh, yeah. And yeah. seeing if, you know, what they think of the Camry as a tradie's vehicle. Can we can perform his tasks a lot quicker we in could, our Camry. We could do a video on that, mm. Nick. We could, you that know. That be pretty cool, you know. Put some roof racks on it. We'll compare it. We'll compare the Hilux. <laughs> we'll do a shootout between the Hilux and the Camry. We're not going to offend anyone. Toyota's going to win no, either no, way. Yeah, they're, they're laughing, aren't they? Put an annex on it as well for camping on the weekends. It's just down really low. 
<laughs> we could we could do something. Remember uh, farm truck? They built that uh, that uh, uh, speedway car or whatever yeah, it was. The, the uh, Firebird. The Firebird. firebird. Yeah, yeah. Well, they called the fire truck. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> no, the yard bird or yeah, something. Yeah, the yeah. farm bird. Farm bird. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> anyway, so so uh, let me let me let me get to where where I need to be on my notes here. So uh, the main event. Right, mm. as as you you already know, Shane Van. Uh, how do you pronounce this? Gisberger. Giz, <laughs> how you pronounce it? Shane Van Gisberger. Oh, that's it. That's yeah. it. He took the win. Dave Reynolds was second, mm. and your mate Gartander uh, uh, came in third. Mm. Uh, but the race could have ended completely different. In the early laps, uh, Scotty McLaughlin picked up a um, a bolt, I believe. Yeah. Uh, now there was a section which didn't make any sense to me on the track, uh, I think it was turn seven or something, where they had to launch the cars over a speed hump. Mm. What was that all about? Is that deliberate? Well, no, they're only supposed to put two tyres over the speed hump, not all four. And anyone that went over with all four was was pinged. Yeah, okay. So this is, this is an interesting point that you make. Uh, now I, I did uh, I, I wrote some uh, winter bottom some notes. yeah so mm. so so the the quote of the uh, of the event was from Tim Mark Winterbottom's crew chief uh, his comment that was bullshit uh, as far as I'm concerned that was a standout comment for the event right so so uh, basically basically he got a um, drive-through penalty right for uh, overzealous use of the curb or, or something like that. Now, I did a bit of research into this, right? So they have a transponder, right, that, that kind of tells them where the car is relative to the curb. Now, I haven't been able to find out 100% whether there is a definitive position that the transponder must be mounted in or under the car, mm. right? Because obviously, if you're going over it with the left-hand side of the car and you've got it mounted on the right-hand side of the car... Well, you know, the chances are it's not going to pick it up. The next thing was that I found very, very interesting is that the transponder, and you would think in 2018 that te technology would be a bit better because, I mean, I can Bluetooth from, you know, a fair distance away from whatever I'm Bluetoothing to. Mm -hmm. So you would imagine a transponder would have a bit of distance, but they reckon if you hit the curb hard enough and get enough air, the transponder doesn't give a signal. Mm. It can't reach that far. Yeah. So, if you watched it as I did, and I watched that wi uh, that race for its entirety, from the start to the finish, right? I didn't think that he was smacking the curve, and hey, everyone's going to say, "Oh, you're a Ford guy, you're a Ford guy," you know, you're going to be on frosty side. But I really didn't think that he was smacking that curve as hard as the two guys in front. Mm. I, I think he was actually being a little bit reserved. Yeah. But he copped the drive-through penalty, oh. and and that that changed the outcome of the race because he went from a possible podium finish, yeah. right? Like. You know, in the closing stages, the, the front runners were starting to get a little bit loose. They're starting mm. to lose rear traction, whether that was because they were on a low fuel load or their tyres were going off, I don't know. Mm. Uh, but Frosty seemed to have it a bit more controlled. Um, you know, so at the end of the day, he went from 4th to 12th. And from 12th position, yeah. he wasn't going to come back. No. But it was a good run, the three guys at the front. The other standout... Uh, <clears throat> The other standout um, uh, from that race was the um, the overtaking manoeuvre uh, between uh, Shane Van uh, 
Gisberg. <laughs> Shane Van, Van uh, Gisberg. Yeah, that's it. What what he said. And Dave Reynolds. Dave Reynolds came out of the pits in front of Shane, mm. right, and had the lead. And he got to I forget which turn it was. Turn nine. Turn nine. Turn nine. And uh, you know, look, there was a lot of banter. I think you've got some. Yeah, let's have a listen. Yep. To to Davy Reynolds here. Davey, were you a little bit soft in your defence down at turn nine? Uh, maybe a little bit, but, you know, cold tyres. I, bro- I thought I broke up my normal point. Maybe a fraction earlier. He just did a good job. Got a, probably a little bit of run on me through eight. Uh, he's generally, after like after he got in front of me, he's quite fast through eight. And there's not much I could do about it, unfortunately. I just, you know, thought I jumped in my little time machine and went back to that that's corner, you know, I would have blocked for sure, but... You know, it's just learnt. It's just a lesson I've got to learn. What runs through your mind in those closing laps? How do you stay, you know, in peak mental condition for those closing laps? Yeah, good question. Uh, we were just speaking about out before, like it's, it was actually hard to keep concentration. You're thinking about, you know, what am I having for dinner? It's eight o'clock flight. Maybe I can get the earlier one. Just weird, weird <laughs> through your brain. It's, it's kind of hard to comprehend. You just, you really need to like. You know, take a breath every lap and go, oh, I need to just focus on the next corner, focus on the next corner, focus on the next corner. Someone probably needs to remind Davey that he was in Adelaide. I think the airport shuts at 5.30. <laughs> These guys get paid hundreds of thousands, probably millions of dollars. And, you know, that's why you got overtaken, buddy. You went wide, right? You went wide and you let uh, Gisberger or however you say his name, overtake you. As simple as that. And you know what, right? He's lucky Reynolds, uh, He's lucky that uh, Tander didn't get through as well. Mm, yeah, you know, I think yeah. Tander did the sporting thing and let him sort of, you know... Mm. He went wide. Yeah. Like, cold tyres. Like, man, he he went wide. I don't know where he was, where which apex he was aiming for, but, you know... I don't, I don't know. I don't what was, know. What, what goes through their head? Like, was he thinking, did I leave the iron on? Did I? What, what should I have for dinner tonight? I was amazed by those comments. Yeah, I don't, I don't I'm a think... Big fan, I'm a big Davey fan, but it probably doesn't sound like it, but I am. I'm big, big raps on Davey I Reynolds. think that if there was a time machine, he'd be going back and thinking about the interview. Yeah, that too. Definitely that too. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't disguise Betty Klimenko's disappointment as well. He ran wide, Van Gisberg and stuff. Oh, through. yeah. The camera shot straight to her. Yeah, the lip reading was oh, pretty... <laughs> we can't repeat. It wouldn't have been It wouldn't have been comfortable there afterwards. Uh, and he copped it from um, Scaife. Oh, well, yeah. He copped it from yeah, Scaife. Yeah. Anyway, Very listen, cool. listen. Enough about poor old Davey. I'm sure that he won't make that mistake again. No. And you know what? I mean, I've got to say that his crew chief, mm. right... He he was he handled it the best out of everyone because mm-hmm. he was like oh you know he's maturing and you know he's, he did the right thing and you know we're here for the championship not for the the win on the day we're here for the long the long haul you know and he copped it from everyone but yeah. he kept his composure he was very cool about it he was um, Scotty McLaughlin right mm. it was a bit sad he had had the boss over mm. Roger Roger yeah, Penske Roger was, was there right which was pretty cool I mean mm. anytime you see that guy. Uh, at a race, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I would love to get his autograph. That is like, out of everyone that was there, yeah. that event, he is the man that I would want. Well, Roger generally, gen- generally comes to the WA round as oh, well. Oh, maybe I should yeah. make an effort yeah. to get there because yeah. um, that guy is, uh, you know, him and Roush are two guys that I... Uh, yeah, Jack Roush. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
And uh, so, what's the deal with Andretti? Is Andretti bought into? Yeah, Ryan Wilkinshaw's. Yeah, yeah righty. Yeah, right. well, Ryan looks a bit rough, doesn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, so, yeah, so does Michael a bit. You know, a bit of that long hair happening now, and a bit of grey coming through. Michael, oh, not so much that. The like, you know, what are the days gone where you would stand up and be clean shaven mm. and be wearing a suit and you know now you can go dressed as a bum. I got lots of money. What are you going to do about it? You know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, good on him. It was good to see him there. He took the cup. Yep, Zach right. Brown's part of that team as well. Zach Brown from the McLaren Formula One. Team. Oh, Rodio, mm. Jesus! Mm. They've got everyone there. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't so, here in so, town, but he so was that's part like of that the team. the Moitz Racing of the V8 Super, mm, or not yep. V8 Supercars. I've got to stop saying V8 because they're not going to be V8 anyway. So Scotty McLaughlin, right? Nick, yep. Nick, I've got to tell you, I've noticed that he's trying to look like Craig Lowndes, mm, right? I see that, uh, especially with those Boris the Animal eyebrows, right? <laughs> So, mate, do yourself a favour, right? Don't stylise yourself after, after Lounsey, okay? Really, Lounsey, it's time for you to hang up the boots, go get a commentary job. That would be good because hopefully they get rid of Scafie because he's a d- right? <laughs> and, and it'd be good because I think, I think that Lounsey would give a more balanced approach. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Mm. Rather than the one-eyed uh, approach that, uh, you know, like yeah. you know, I didn't hear him say anything about Winterbottom. Yeah. It was like the incident didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Nah, I, I'm hearing you there. Look, I, how long do you think is? He's a year older than me, so I'm 43 this year. He'll be 44. So, you know, he's getting on, isn't he, Lanzi? Yeah, but I don't know. When did uh, when did uh, Dick Johnson stop driving? Oh, he was in his 50s. Yeah. Well, he was 50. Yeah, so, that, yeah that's, that's the problem with the sport now and, and why you haven't got those guys that are self-funded mm. and, and in there for the long haul. Because at the end of the day... You know, all these drivers that are out there that have got big heads and think they're heroes because, you know, their job is to drive a, a supercar, the reality is their career is going to be short. Yeah. Lounsey has been lucky and uh, Tand has been lucky. Mm. But the reality is if you don't win races or if you say something stupid mm. or get into a punch-on or whatever, you're out, mate. Yeah. And chances are you're not coming back in. Mm. So, you know, if you've got a rich daddy, I guess then you yeah. probably will get a drive. Um, but, you know, whether you're going to actually accomplish anything is, is entirely different. So I, I think the number will be up for a lot of drivers this year, to be honest. I think at the end of 2018, you'll see a few of them go. I think a lot of them are on their last legs. You know, Nick, the, the, I've sort of... I'm looking, I'm watching it more, mm. right? But I really think that they need um, a big big shake up there yeah and and me personally what i would be doing if i was the ceo of the supercars i'd be looking at the the uh, british touring car uh formula mm. right and i'd introduce that as as a class now yeah. right um and with with the long-term plan of replacing the supercars with the british touring mm. car deal because that's great to watch like really really you know you're at the edge of your seat through the whole race is in see the the secret to making circuit racing exciting is to have cars that are different um that that can attack different parts of the circuit yeah uh at, at different paces so they mm. might all run a minute 16 for the lap but this type of car will be fast in this section of the yeah. track and this type will be fast in this section of the track. And, and that makes for overtaking, which is what we want to watch. Mm. We don't want to watch Follow the Leader because it's shit. Yep. It's just boring, 
right? And, and that's where the British Touring Car Championship is just unbelievable. I can't believe how many lead changes they have yeah. in a race. Like, they'll be fighting it out to within 10 centimetres of the finish line, mm. you know? So that's what I think they should do. And if there was a category that you want to get rid of, it's the super utes. It's a mm. waste of time. And then if you did manage to get the, the British Touring Car formula working over here, right? Because we're going to see, I'm telling you now, whether you want to believe it or not, Ford and Holden, uh, unless they do something fantastic over the next few years, they're going to be like the joke cars. You know, <laughs> you got to hold it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what it's going to be like. Yeah. Because there's no, there's, you know, before it was like, listen to that V8, you know? But now, yeah. So I, I, um, I think we're going to see more Mercs, more BMWs. I'm yeah. already starting to see it. Like, you know, now to see an E46 slammed with tints and, you know, some 10-inch rims on it, it's common, mm. you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, I think that's the direction that we're going to, you know, see. Even down, you go down on Wednesday night, you're seeing more like, mm. you know, like non-traditional type cars. Yeah, you know, this is Evos and stuff like that as well, the Jap market. Uh, but performance-wise, it's going to be the Mercs and, yeah. and the Beamers, the Audis, you know. So I think that we've got to look at it. We've got to look at it as a viable option. And if we did manage to get it off the ground, how cool would it be? We could get those guys over in their off-season. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could even have cars here mm. that the drivers just come over. You yeah. know? And then you can get the Marks, the Audi, BMW, Mercedes involved in it. You know, watch a couple of M Sports cars going around. Mm. I mean, it worked before. We we were touring car junkies mm. when it was the the uh, uh, the BMW Johnny Play Special yep. team. The the um, the Mazda. Uh, I can't even remember who's Peter Stivelson was. Oh, was it? Yeah, or Alan Moffat's deal. Yeah, Alan Moffat's yeah, deal. Peter, the RX Seven the smokes. Peter. They were all smokes back mm. in those days. Yeah. So, but it was fun to watch mm. because, the, you know, some of them be fast in the corners yeah. and then others would be fast in the straights, mm. you know? Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah I, think, uh, I think it's something for them to think about anyway. But all in all, um, what was apparent was, you know, that Adelaide event is still a big event. I still don't mm. get what that curb's for. Why don't they just get rid of the curb? No, I don't have no idea. Isn't it stupid to have yeah. a curb like... <laughs> speed hunt was it meant to slow him down or you know then we'll penalise you <laughs> anyway anyway they move on to the Melbourne Grand Prix the V8 supercars for the opening of the Formula 1 as well so that'll be March 24 23 and 24 in it's Melbourne, Melbourne yeah, yeah yeah. so that's a round of the and, and that's supercar. a points round now yeah it is yes yeah. that's great yep yep so now it would appear as though I've spoken with the track as you know, yeah, that's that's why you got a media pass, isn't it? Because you spoke to the track. Yeah, that, that worked out well for me. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> um, the Street Outlaws meet has been cancelled. Yes, so this is kind of something that I've grown used to over the years. If I decide I'm going to build a car for a class, they either get rid of the class, <laughs> shut the track, um, change the rules. So, uh, I don't know. I think, well, we've discussed this, I think that we should have our own, you know, if the track doesn't want to do it, let's have our own Street Outlaws deal. Yeah. Let's let's try and round up 20 people and uh, 
no time, lights out, proper yep. lights out racing, right? Maybe not even any prep. Just go down there, race heads up, call out whoever you want to call out. We'll base the order on some previous times or something like that, whatever the dudes have run. I don't know. But um, the yeah. no prep thing doesn't interest me at all, but we cannot ignore the, the there's a lot of people really if you race on the street right or, or on a piece of tarmac mm. that is not a drag strip then it's not prepped mm. so like i know. said it doesn't interest me what whatsoever I'm, but mate, I, I'm, I'm i'm all in the the uh, uh you know um Jeez, I've forgotten his name now. <laughs> killing, killing time. Stevie Fast. Stevie Fast. I'm all in the Stevie Fast. I don't care if I got to race on 26 inch bicycle tires. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, bring it on. But I, I, we can't ignore the following that uh, No Prep has now uh, worldwide. I'd say I don't know about so much in WA, but I guess we throw that out to our listeners at the end of the day. If that's something that we want to see, then that's something that I think we need to take on board and and try and organise. I think. Um, I think that, uh, you know, I'd have to chat to him, but I, I, I reckon uh, Eddie would probably be up for, for something like this. Maybe, maybe. Um, I know that uh, the SCM guys would. Mm. Uh, you know, they'd probably throw a couple of cars in, in the mix, a couple of their customers' cars, their own cars. There's probably a few people, but, I mean, the, the first thing is, if we're going to do something like this, do we have... A set of rules or is it you know run what you brung you know what i mean does it does the car have to actually you know what what what's defined as a street car because if you go off the the um street outlaws self-imposed rules it's got to have steel roof and quarter panels yeah right which means that my ba falcon's legal for mm. you know i could box that up and go to the what, they, what is it the 40 405 405 and you know challenge the gate oiler <laughs> who sees the gatekeeper now? is he still no <laughs> I, haven't watched it. Slow. I, haven't, I haven't watched it this season I refuse to watch it i don't think that anyway anyway so the motorplex has cancelled it mm. um so it's kind of thrown a bit of a spanner in the works i don't know whether we should try and get the car um together for uh, the last meeting well, the last meeting's <laughs> two weeks. Cause the no, last... there's another one after that. It's Palooza. No, it's gone. It's still on the calendar. No. It's gone. It's gone. Meetings get cancelled. Rules get changed. You kind of get sick of it after a while. You know what I mean? So let's, let's look at something else. We can pretty much guarantee there's going to be a Race Wars event next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yep. Can we look at getting some rules, concrete rules... Right, so that if I show up as scrutineering, I'm not going to get told no way, right? And and maybe look at putting a car together for race for. Yeah, I, I look. I mean, I need to speak with Ray. In, in fairness to Ray, at the end of the day, the day I spoke with him was three days before the Western National, so he probably wasn't in a position to to offer much. Yeah, but if the event's been cancelled off the calendar, it's been cancelled off the calendar. It's uh, scary times, man. Scary yeah. times. And yeah. I can sort of understand why the popularity of events like Race Wars, it, out of those customers that I was saying, right, uh, four of those customers said to me today mm. that they only worry about that event now. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, that's it. That 12 months goes by. Actually, I, I tell a lie. Uh, I can't remember exactly how many I had in the top 20, but uh, it was more than no, just those five. There was more than that that I spoke to because I just wanted to make sure that I had, you know, my facts right about what transmission, etc. they were running. And, yeah, they were saying, well, you know, well, as long as we're ready for next year's. And I'm going, you serious? You get car parked up for 12 months. Yeah, that's, you know, the yeah, that's what I'm going to focus on. I'm going to focus mm. on race wars. And that says something. That says something yeah. because if you're going to have, you know, I mean, it doesn't. It's not cheap to build a twin turbo, mm. whatever that, that's capable of going over 300 kilometres an hour. So you can have that kind of money tied up for one event every every uh, 12 months. Then you know, drag racing really needs to needs to do something. Yeah. So, yeah. but anyway, I don't know. It's up to you. We can keep on chipping away on the uh the i know that there's a lot of people that got very excited mm, definitely they, yeah. they heard that um we were doing they heard that it had moved on the hoist <laughs> it's come down it's come down and it looked like it, it had less dust on it and the bonnet was <laughs> off of it um so and we also we we had a, a sponsor approach this, yeah 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 we did crd nitrous they've they were going to donate um some goods to us um, so thanks to all the guys at CRD Nitrous. Yeah, big big thank you. Um, it was quite a generous offer, I must say. Yeah, and and I think that's awesome. Um, and uh, I hope that uh, on some future project um, we can do something. Definitely, uh, definitely, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Okay, on that note, I think we wrap it up. We've gone hour and a half tonight, so. We are now... Mate, it was a big weekend. It was a huge weekend. It was a huge weekend for motorsports. It was huge. (laughs) And for West Australian motorsports, the two biggest events. All right. We are... (coughs) Excuse me. We are now on Stitcher. So if you listen to podcasts on Stitcher, we are there. Spreaker, that's a new one as well. We're on that one as well. iTunes, of course. Podbean, SoundCloud. Go to our website, www.talkandpower.com.au or go to our Facebook page. You can get our podcast from all of those locations. Big thanks to All Fast Torque Converters, Shift Kits Australia, WA Suspensions, Performance Turbos, Monster Torque, Overboost, Mac One Air Conditioning, Benzene Detailing, OTR Tires, Challenge Batteries, Sonax as well. They've come on board too. Yes. And CRD Nitrous as well. Those guys. All right, Nick. Thank you very much, Simon. You take care. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. See you on the street. See ya. Talking power, stresses, all characters and events on this podcast, even those based on real people, are entirely fictional. All celebrity voices are impersonated poorly. We do not encourage street racing or the use of turbochargers.